Welcome to the Women Living Well After 50 podcast. I'm Sulong Carrick and I'm passionate about inspiring, motivating, supporting and informing women over 50 to embrace this exciting time of life. Health and wellness in mind, body and spirit are the foundations for living well, but there is so much more to a life well lived. Each week through conversations with my guests, I'll be presenting topics that will help us all to live well and enjoy life. So join me as we discover new ways to become women living well after 50. Are you ready to start living? What are you waiting for? Let's get started. Welcome to Episode 7 of Conversations with Women Living Well After 50. I'm Sulong Carrick and it's lovely to have you join me and my guest today as we discuss topics that will help us all to become women living well after 50. Let's get started. Many women 50 plus are starting their own businesses and isn't that fantastic? They're taking their dreams and making them a reality. However, self-doubt and limiting beliefs combined with trying to balance life and work can sometimes lead to stress and anxiety and the possibility of giving up before we even get started. I'm delighted to introduce my guest today, Shelley Zeigler-Merchant, who is going to talk about helping women who are working from home in their own business to develop a working structure that works for them. Shelley describes herself as a card-carrying member of the sandwich generation. She's a dynamic 50-plus woman who is running not one but three businesses with the help of her husband, including her recently launched coaching business, The New Entrepreneurial Woman, Productivity and Mindset for the Midlife Entrepreneur. A workaholic, Shelley loves nothing more than curling up with her laptop and a good planner. But when she's not working, you can find her watching a corny disaster movie or reading trashy novels, and she makes no apologies for that. So join Shelley and I in conversation now, and let's get started. Well, welcome, Shelley, and thank you so much for joining me today in Conversations, and congratulations on the launch of your new business, which we're going to talk a little bit about today. Thank you so much for having me. And it is so nice to finally meet you. It is. It is. We've known each other for a few years, but we haven't actually heard each other speak. We've all, always done it online. So it's lovely to have you. So from your bio, I can see that you're one busy lady with three businesses and you've reached, recently launched another, uh, The New Entrepreneurial Woman. So can you just give us a little bit of an idea of what that's about and how it can help women who are starting their business or who are working from home in their own business? Well, what I do is I, I focus on the productivity and the mindset issues that uh, women our age, they're starting solo businesses face. Specifically what I do is I help women uncover those skills and talents and, and innate gifts that they have that sometimes they don't even realize they have. You know, when you've got an innate gift for something, you a lot of times feel like everybody can do that. And that's not always true. I think we a lot of times sell ourselves short as to what our skills are. But then specifically, I help the women analyze their, their habits, their schedules, um, all those things there so that we can help them develop a system to achieve their goals. First of all, we break down the goals, turn them into very bite-sized pieces so that they can be tasks that we can proceed with and then develop a productivity plan to help move forward. 
because it can be very overwhelming when you're starting up something and and you have an idea uh, but sometimes um you know you might be challenged in different ways in getting it off the ground and and it's you just feel overwhelmed and you're ready to give up so um you know that's good to have that sort of support there and i think that that's really really great because um, I was reading in a 2018 Forbes report stated that 40% of new entrepreneurs were women and many of those were women over 50. So go women over 50, I say. Um, why do you think uh, that is that, that many women, especially over 50, are starting their own business or looking to start their own business? Well, I guess the short answer would be just because we can, yeah. <laughs> but I think there's probably a lot of different reasons. I think it has, it can be as, as simple as a desire to create something for ourselves. Um, it can be the desire to create an income, a desire to finally be our own boss and not be uh, at the, the whims of someone else telling us what to do. Maybe we need to prove something to ourselves or to somebody else. Um, I think a lot of times though, we sometimes have some kind of a passion or an interest that either we have had all through our lives or that maybe has been developed recently that we want to pursue and turn that into uh, not just a business but something that we love doing in other words make work something that feels more like play the find I think the way the thing I find interesting though is that women seem to get there it seems like in two different ways that's something I've noticed mm -hmm. is that there's one type of woman who who kind of comes at it from maybe um maybe a little bit of reluctance you know perhaps she's gotten to a certain point and realized okay the kids are gone and the house is a little more empty and you know I've always kind of been interested in this but I'm not sure and so she kind of comes in perhaps maybe through a, a side door kind of quietly and kind of you know sticks her head in and starts out slowly and then there's the other type of woman who just comes and she just blows the front door in, kicks it down because there's something that has always been inside of her wanting to come out and and finally it's it's her turn Mm. And that's a good point too, because uh, as you said, it, it's probably for women over 50, it's a great time because we're empty nesters, we're looking at something that's going to um, fill the void and, and it's our time, as you say, we've, we've been there for everyone else being the caregiver and, and the mother and all those sort of things. And we might have had a career, but now's the time to go with, as you said, doing something that we really love and enjoy, which is important, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, now, fear of change, that can be a big blocker for us. But I've been talking to you and you suggest that it can be exciting. So... What's your take on that? How, you know, because most of us go, oh, I don't want to change. I'm, I know what I'm doing. I've got the fear of the unknown. So I was interested in your thoughts on how it can be an exciting experience. Well, you know, you've really just kind of hit the nail on the head. Most of us have been taught to view change as something that is scary. You know, it, it's uncertain, it's unknown, we don't know what's going to happen. And we have, we have given that a, a negative, you know, a negative feeling. Um, if we reframe that a little bit, instead of, you know, telling ourselves, I'm scared, I'm, I'm apprehensive, I don't know what's happening, we can turn that around a little bit. Those same emotions that uh, the, the feeling in the pit of the stomach, instead of thinking I'm apprehensive, if we tell ourselves I'm anticipating something that's fixing to happen, we turn that emotion from something negative and scary, you know, 
an, uh, anticipation is positive. You know, usually we're anticipating something good that's fixing to happen. And, and so it's sometimes it's just kind of a minor tweak in the way we frame the words that we use. Because if we, if we approach it as a scary thing, it, we do, it does have a very negative feeling towards us. And that I think kind of hinks us up. But if we'll look at it as I'm anticipating this happening, we get that sense of excitement. Yes, yes, which um, brings me to my next question that we've had previous conversations that, uh, you know, mindset and self-doubt are two issues that women struggle with, when especially, well, generally, but especially if they're trying to start a business. So can you give some advice on ways to develop um, a more positive mindset that will take us forward? Because I think you hit it on the head then when you were saying about approaching looking the way you look at at change and the way we look at challenges it's all you can turn it into a positive well I, th I think you know you said earlier that a lot of times we have not been encouraged to um, perhaps take the risk and to to step out and do those kind of things I know I know I wasn't very traditional upbringing and you know girls were you know be seen and not heard and be a little more submissive and all that and I think at our age sometimes what gives us the mindset issues is we're really having to overcome some cultural and gender, you know, stereotypical attitudes that people have. But another thing too is we don't have role models frequently. I know in, in my own, I've looked around and I don't see anybody doing the same thing I'm doing. I have had to find peers online because in real life, we don't see women who have started businesses or started working online. I think that is something that is, um, still pretty rare and I think that we find our peers online perhaps more than in real life but mm. I think something that's really important is to find a, a biz buddy. Oh that's a good idea yes a biz buddy or maybe a mastermind group or something that yeah. you can discuss and, and it's like anything I know even when you're exercising if you've got a, a running buddy or a walking buddy you're going to be more inclined to be more committed and and you feel as if you have made that commitment to them so you've got to turn up and it makes you more accountable so that's a great idea about a biz buddy oh a biz buddy and like you said the mastermind and accountability group uh, I, I have met some of the nicest people online in groups and i think those mastermind groups where we meet other people that understand what we're doing you know in, in real life um some of our friends if we talk about what we're doing you know you kind of get that glazed look a little bit they don't understand because it's it's not within their realm of experience but when you find other people online that even if they're not doing the exact same things they understand that working online is a real job and mm. that it's a, a real business something that you're definitely committed to those people are lifesavers and they're some just really great people to make for friends so yeah and i i agree with that because you you talk to your circle of friends and um, they do look at you sometimes and think, well, why would you want to be doing that? Now, that's not to say that you don't have your supportive ones as well. I mean, there's there's people there, but you do need, need what I call cheerleaders and people yes. that are going to help you because um, it's a, it, you're really doing it on your own. So if you've got that support network, be it um, people who are... Um, supporting you and cheering you on or people that you can learn from or talk to and just you know sometimes just to brainstorm ideas with 
uh, I think is helpful because you're thinking about something and then you might start overthinking it. Whereas if you put it out there <laughs> and, and have a bit of a discussion with someone that can sometimes help you move forward. It does. It, it makes you feel less isolated first off. Uh, but then it also, again, gives you another a totally different set of perspective. You know, there's, I've got a biz buddy and there's times I'll run something past her and she sees something totally different than I would have seen. And, and it, it is just so helpful to get that different perspective, that different viewpoint. And I've always thought that, you know, two or three or four heads are, are better than one. Yeah. Yeah. And actually those sort of, um, strategies or resources that we're talking about they can be applied to our normal life as well uh, it can transfer over to there so um, we hear a lot about you know balancing work life and uh, finding that balance it's another one of those sort of buzzwords that have come come into play over the last few years um, but it is difficult when you're running your own business and especially if you're doing it from home I think to really have that segregation between work and life. Um, what are your tips? Because you talk about helping people to structure their, uh, their work and, and their life. So what are your, some tips to finding that healthy balance? Well, I think the first thing that you have to do is you have to, to realize that, uh, first of all, I don't believe in balance. I think there is continual juggling back and forth. But I think you have to look at the entirety of your life, your, your roles, your obligations, all the things, you know, we are not just, we're not pies, okay? We don't get to be divided up equally into to little pieces here, that we look holistically at what's going on. And then we can look at our, our days and our weeks to, to form our schedules. And I, and I really think that part of it is is drawing very distinct boundaries. I call it looking for your, your time pockets and things to work in. And it, once you've identified the areas and the times that, okay, I've got two or three hours here to work, that you set that aside as a work time and that you then, you know, identify a time pocket that, okay, this is family time. This is, this is when I work on housework, or this is when I work on cooking dinner. And that you, I encourage people to take a look at your day, think about your ideal day, and then how you're going to structure it. And you know, there's nothing magical about a nine to five schedule. Um, I don't work a nine to five schedule. My, I work a few hours. I take a couple hours off. I work a few more hours. I take some time off. That way I can fit in things like, you know, breakfast with my husband and doing some laundry and making sure the house doesn't totally go to pot. But I think that you need to really draw the distinct lines, the boundaries around the boxes, and then have your priorities set so that you know specifically when you sit down to work for a little period of time, these are the, the few tasks that I need to get done. First of all, you'll still feel a sense of accomplishment then when you do get that done. And that way, when you take a break and you go work on something else or you spend time with family or friends, you don't have that sense of, oh, I should be working. Because, you know, when you work at home, it's real easy for it to never end. And I'm uh, yeah. to be a, work, a workaholic. It, yeah. It's real easy for it to never end and for your to-do list to be nine miles long. And then you feel guilty if you do something else because there was still work to do. But if you've identified your little time boxes, then you can check it off and then enjoy your time. Yeah, that is a great tip because uh, I know I'm one that I have to remind myself to get up and walk away from the computer. I'll get engrossed in something and I could be there for hours. And it's also not healthy to be sitting for too no. long. So you've got to get up yeah. and walk around. But I yeah. find too, I, uh, I've still got to tweak it, but I tend to get up very early and my husband 
he and and I go to bed early and my husband's the opposite so he's a late riser and uh, I find that I can get a couple of hours work done before he gets up and then I don't feel quite so guilty about having a cup of coffee with him and I'm giving him time uh, and then you know and also I think your point about um, you know scheduling your time so that you might do some work and then um, go and do something else without feeling guilty. Uh, I think that's really important because I think sometimes you can lose your concentration as well if, you, if you're focusing so much for, for too long. You need to have those breaks as well, physically as well as mentally. Yeah, you know, you, you get to the point of diminishing returns, you know, just because mm. you're sitting at the computer and working on something for five or six hours doesn't mean that you are equally as productive towards the end as you were at the beginning. So, you know, to give ourselves that physical and mental break, it, first of all, it gives room for creativity to come in. A lot of times I notice that's when I get the, the best ideas is when I'm doing something different, uh, but, it, but it helps the fatigue. And like you said, you know, we need to get up and we need to move. We need to do other things. and um, and like I said, it's funny, we may be married to the same man because we're the same way. I get up and work a few hours in the morning before he gets up, but then I take time off with him and we have breakfast and zoos and things. And I feel like I've already gotten in, you know, three or four hours worth of work. So I don't worry about it. So yeah, there's nothing special about that nine to five particular schedule. The whole point is at this stage is to make it work for us and with the rest of our life. Yeah, and I think that's the key too. And and we've really, I think if you're working for yourself, um, you do have the control of your time and, and the power of, of time. It's just that you um, need to be able to identify and and plan and then you'll keep on top of everything. But it is it is an, it's important, I think, because otherwise people burn out and, and then they, you know, they don't, really get off the ground because they've, um, yeah. they've, they've just uh, put too much into it too soon. Yeah. Um, do you have any other tips for women who are thinking about, you know, they might have an idea or, or they're thinking about starting a business. Um, do you have any, you know, tips that, that would help them either decide to move forward or, or you know, what, how they should approach it? Well, I think the first thing is perhaps do a little exploring, uh, examine what your goals are. It's very easy, I think, sometimes to, you know, you see all this stuff online about start this business. And, and I think just people need to know that it's not um, an overnight thing. It's not necessarily an easy thing, despite what some people either might tell you or what it might look like when you're looking on the outside. And to examine, you know, what is it that, that I want? What is it that I want to build? What are my particular goals? Why am I doing this? Yes. To examine those things first. And then I, I heard something that I thought was extremely interesting. And it talked about to rediscover your inner nine-year-old because at about the age of nine years old that we, we haven't gotten to the point where we have totally abandoned some of those things that were kind of innate in us, our, our interest, our talents, our passions, our enthusiasm for life that we may have abandoned as we went into the teen years and other pressures and things began to come on us. So I think to kind of look back at those things and you have to look at, look at the whole picture together, but um, go in with eyes open and, and don't expect that something's going to be quick and fast because it won't. No, and I think you're right too, keeping that why 
am I doing this, you know, front and centre is very important because there'll be times when you will say to yourself, why am I doing this? And then, and then you come back to that and you go, yep, that is why I'm doing it. And that's what gives you the, the courage and the strength to keep going forward. So, well, um, and you, you know, something that I find too is when I get to the point that I'm asking myself, why am I doing this? That is a very clear signal that it is time to take a break and do something else. Doesn't mean, you know, set it aside for six months, not by a long shot. For me, sometimes it may just be 30 minutes to get up and go do something else. Hmm. Uh, go read a book for a little bit, go move the laundry, go walk around the block, whatever it be. But but take that time because I think that is your, your inner signal telling you you need a break and then you can get refocused again and get your second wind and get uh, get motivated and excited about it again. But mm -hmm. listen, I think we really need to listen to that inner voice. Yes. Yeah. No, that's great advice. So we've really covered some um, uh, good topics today and, and helpful. As I said, it could even transgress over to our um, our life as well as our business life. And um, so before we finish, I wanted to ask you a question that I ask all of my guests, and that is, uh, what does being a woman living well mean to you? Well, I hope this doesn't sound selfish, but to me, it means finally being excited and thrilled because it is finally my turn and, and I don't mean that in a selfish way but to, but to me it is um, it's a sense of looking back on the things that I've done you know I, I've raised my kids they're, they're good adults I'm, I'm thrilled with all of those things but but there were things that I, I set aside happily and I chose to do so and, and wouldn't wouldn't change it but but now at this age it's like wow okay there are still years left to do some of those things that, that, I, that I set aside and I am like I said I have known some women that approach this age and really were sad depressed not excited but to me I think it is the absolute best time because it, it is it is full speed ahead and the world is our oyster so I, I said I love this age I think it's great well I do too and um, I mean I'll be 63 next month and I'm still not thinking about slowing down or um, I just uh, am excited by life and I've started these new uh, projects that I'm working on with the YouTube channel and a podcast and it's really um, really exciting and it keeps me feeling alive as well uh, and I think it's I think that if you are feeling good about yourself and fulfilling your needs it makes you a better person for everybody else doesn't it I agree and you know what the other thing is I think it keeps us young oh I do too yeah, I think yeah. it really does that, that we, when we are, are mentally engaged and, you know, you can't do these kind of things without learning new things. And so I always tell myself that's the best brain insurance I can have to, <laughs> to make sure that my, that my brain doesn't atrophy. Yeah. No, well, look, that's been really great to chat to you, Shelley. Do you have any last uh, tips or pieces of advice that you want to leave before we uh, finish up for today? Well, I... I have something that has kind of become my motto recently um, that, that I tell people and that I'm, when I'm visiting with them is, you know, when sometimes when you're starting um, something like this, it can be very overwhelming and you have kind of a, a nebulous idea, this 
overall goal. But you, you look at it and you think, how on earth am I going to do this? I don't know how, I don't have the skills. And it can be very daunting. And I always tell people this, and this is, this is my own motto. Remember, Rome wasn't built in a day. And now we've all heard that saying, but I think what we forget sometimes is that, yeah, Rome wasn't built in a day. But if we'll take a step back and think about it, Rome was built with a plan and that the plan was carried out and executed brick at a time to build a wall and then to build the buildings and that our own personal Rome is something that we work on every day. And so I always tell people, figure out what your Rome is and then every day go lay some bricks and it, you eventually you get there. That's Love, that. Love that. We've had some good points. Bring out our inner nine-year-old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Laying the bricks and remembering that, you know, just there was there was a plan, but, uh, you know, nothing happens overnight. And just getting those pockets of time planned out that we can use them effectively. So thank you so much for joining me today, Shelley. It's been such a pleasure to have you. And... Um, and I'd encourage everyone to pop over to uh, visit Shelley at her website and I'll be putting all the links in the comments section below so that everyone's got the details of it. Um, pop over and say hello to Shelley and find out more about how you can, you know, just um, find that balance and structure in, in and enjoyment in starting your business. And... Uh, it's just been lovely chatting to you and I've really enjoyed it. So um, I hope to, that you'll come on the show again and uh, share some more of your wisdom with us. Thank you so much for having me. I would happily come back anytime, Sue. Thank you. Okay. And thanks everyone for joining us today for Conversations with Women Living Well After 50. Please feel free to leave me a like or share the uh the video with um, someone who you think might benefit from the topic of today and subscribe to the channel so that you never miss a conversation. In the meantime, enjoy your day, embrace life and make the most of every day. Bye for now.